welcome back for the latest edition of Let's Do It Live. I'm your host, the People's Commission, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, the Pizza Baron. Yeah, Pizza Baron checking in from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we took a couple weeks off. Uh, you know, we felt like we lost our fastball, so we, we spent a couple weeks on the DL. But now we're back better than ever, ready to throw some heat for you guys. Right. We've relied on the fastball for so long, but now that we're getting so uh, – accustomed to the podcast game we had to switch it up add a couple more pitches to our arsenal uh we got a slide piece working and uh maybe a uh change up yeah i really just want to hit dingers like big al big al is an instant legend um i'm gonna have that on loop he kind of reminds me of a backyard baseball character dimitri uh he also had the same physique as big al and he did hit dingers i was thinking he's more keisha phillips oh Keisha, Keisha Phillips, underrated baseball and uh, football player in the backyard series. No, we have to agree. I was more of a Pablo uh, Sanchez guy. Um, he's the goat. Uh, we recently celebrated his birthday on, on August eighteenth. Yes, yeah. it was a huge day for us. We had a quinceanera and a lot of pinatas, so a lot of uh, mariachi bands. It, it was really uh, quite a delight. Yeah, Pablo. He knows how to throw a good party. I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean. Anyone with that pot belly uh, really knows how to throw those it's surveys a, it's back. It's a cone belly. <laughs> to each his own. All right, we got a quick show for you guys today. We're going to preview the Northern Trust, which is the first leg of the FedEx Cup, um, which ends the PGA Tour 2017-2018 season, uh, which leads us into the Ryder Cup, which this year is held in a suburb of France, so on enemy soil. And then also we're going to sprinkle in a little preview for college football because we are disciples of Jim Harbaugh and we can't, cannot talk about our Wolverines leading into their showdown with Notre Dame on Labor Day weekend. So let's kick it off. Pizza Baron, what, what are you thinking for the Northern Trust? Who, who do you think is the leader in the clubhouse to take home um, those FedEx cup points and really set themselves up for making the tour championship in East Lake. Well, um, I don't know. Um, I guess it's kind of a toss up. I want to throw someone boring out there like, you know, JT or maybe like, I I could see maybe someone like Justin Rose went in the first tournament, Um, but to really shake things up. um, I'm thinking maybe, uh, Maybe John Rom throws some heat. Um, you know, he's been playing well recently. Um, he had a – it was a weird, like, one-stroke penalty um, at the PGA where he accidentally stepped on his ball, which I don't even know how that happens. Um, other than that, I mean, he would have finished, what, top five if that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's playing well. He can absolutely pound the ball. Um, he, he needs those 2,000 points that he would get from a FedEx Cup victory to uh, really – propel himself to the top of the leaderboard um i guess so um we were talking about a little before earlier um but there's four events for the uh fedex cup and it's weighted heavily um it's 2,000 points for a victory in the fedex cup a normal golf tournament is only like 500 if it's a world golf championship event it's 550 and a major championship is 600 points so pretty much if you catch fire at the end of the season, you could easily win the FedEx Cup without even doing much or being a contender in, in majors, as long as you're mm-hmm. at the top 125 in, in the standings. 
Right. And just to kind of play off that. So the first tournament, the top 125 are invited, and that's the Northern Trust that they're playing this weekend. After that, it dwindles down to oh, 100. Yeah. 100 for the Dell. 100 for the Dell Technologies Championship. And then the following week, it goes down to 70 players for the BMW Championship. So after those three, the final 30 are eligible for the Tour Championship. There's a reseeding process um, that allows anyone who makes the Tour Championship, um, you know, a contender to take home the FedEx Cup and the $10,000 prize that goes along with it. And uh, I mean, or yeah, ten million. Yeah. I'm sorry, ten million dollars. Ten thousand when it's nineteen I mean, forty-two. That's what um, Tiger pays in like parking tickets per year. I mean, it's <laughs> pocket change. So you asked me, and I, I went with John Rahm, which I wasn't even expecting myself to do. So who would you take as the uh, the favorite for the Northern Trust? Hey, I was looking at the field. You know, there's a couple guys sitting out that um, you know normally I would I would root for or Put all not root for also true um so you know ricky fowler's not going to be there this weekend obviously i'm biased because we're besties and he texts me every night before i go to bed just a haiku and a a scripture verse just to really put me in the mindset to sleep for nine to ten hours and then you got rory mcelroy who's just an absolute head case not participating this weekend but looking at the field um it's easy to pick some of the top guys. You know, John Rahm is ranked fourth um, going into this. So I'm going to go with a bit more of a dark horse. I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood this week at the Northern Trust Open. Um, he was recently bumped from the top four positions on the European Ryder Cup team. Um, I always get the feeling that he really wants to represent Europe in this upcoming Ryder Cup. Um, So there's a lot of pressure for him to perform well throughout the FedEx Cup to secure that automatic spot and not rely on being picked by Captain Thomas Bjorn. So he he's played well all year, shown up at the majors. You know, he only plays a certain amount of tournaments over here on American soil, mostly a European tour player, but seems to deal with pressure well. And um, that that's just my off the cuff pick for this weekend. Off the cuff pick for this weekend. Okay, so um, let's make a prediction for the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win the FedEx Cup? Um, I know you're probably not going to get this right because you were three for what twenty, three for uh, sixteen, the, and the yeah, people's commission was the the people's commission was two two for twenty in bold pr- predictions. And for those of you not familiar with the bold predictions, sponsored by. Hawaiian short sleeve button downs, which has been become a staple in the golf pools that the pizza Baron and I run throughout the year. Um, I try to make actual bold predictions. Uh, a champion tour player making the cut, having not played in a PGA tour event in 15 years, the amount of hole in ones, uh, a real dark horse winning a major championship. These predictions that, a sane person would not throw down $5 in Vegas just on a whim. These are just off the wall. And to be two out of 20 shooting 10%, that could probably get me like an $8 million contract from the Detroit Pistons in the upcoming basketball season. Uh, wow. 
Wow, wasn't expecting that. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of the bold predictions that you got right was Tiger finishing in the top 20 at the PGA, which is not really bold at all. So I, I think there's an asterisk next to that stat that you gave yourself. Okay, one for 19. Okay, there you go. We'll, we'll take that. So, so with that said. Do you want me to lead it off? You can lead it off. So I really think that it's going to be one one person from like the top 10 of the current standings that's going to come away with it. So I'm just going to run through the list of the top 10 just for the listeners to be cognizant of, and then I'll make my pick after that. So um, just starting with number one, Justin Johnson, number two, Justin Thomas, number three, Brooks Kepka, number four, Justin Rose, number five, Bubba Watson, number six, Jason Day, number seven, Webb Simpson. Remember he won the players championship, which was worth about, I think it was worth 550 points in the FedEx Cup standing, so that's why he sits there. Number eight is Francesco Molinari, the champion golfer of the year. Number nine is the tortured genius Bryson DeChambeau. And number 10 is Patrick Reed. So out of those, I really like Justin Thomas. Um, I think he's going to continue his run from um, last year being uh, player of the year uh, winning the PGA championship. He won the world golf classic leading into the PGA this year, uh, finished T six at the PGA at Bell Reef. I think, I think it's his year. Yeah. I mean, JT's playing well. Um, you mentioned Bell Reef where he met, he three putted from eight feet and missed a couple four footers. Um, but his approach game was on point and he's playing his best golf right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, with JT, if he were to repeat, he would be the first repeat winner of the FedEx Cup since it began in 2007. Tiger Woods does have two, but they were not in back-to-back years. So that would be interesting. Now, with mm-hmm. that said, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's not going to be a repeat winner or anyone that's even won it before. Um, I'm, going, uh, I'm going DJ. I think DJ is going to win uh, at, least, at least one of the tournaments and, and place well in all of them. Um, I think he's going to stay on top. Um, I think Paulina just got a nice shipment from her Coke Connect, and DJ's ready to go. I can see that happening. Um, If you think back to 2016 when Rory McIlroy took home the FedEx Cup championship, um, DJ was the leader in the clubhouse. Um, It looked like he had it all locked up leading into the final day at Eastlake, and Rory just went on a tear goes on to win the tournament and just undercut DJ to take home that $10 million prize. So I'm actually looking at the list of winners from the FedEx cup. And uh, I'm, (laughs) this is, we weren't planning on talking about this, but who's the worst golfer to win the FedEx cup. We have a Billy Horschel. Can I, can I do it without you guys, without you naming off who's won it? Because the person some may say Billy Horschel, others may say Brant Snedeker, but I go with uh, Bill Haas as being, <laughs> as being the worst player to have won the FedEx Cup. Not to take anything away from Bill Haas, but that seemed like a fluke. I think they've changed how the scoring works uh, since then, not to weigh so heavily on winning one tournament, but more so how well you play throughout the year, and especially those last four tournaments. I think they went in like ascending order for like uh fedex cup points so he won the final tournament of the year and it was worth so many points that 
whoever won that won the whole thing. Like they could have just sat in like Destin, Florida, drinking white claws the whole year and then shown up for that tournament and then won the FedEx cup a bit of an exaggeration, but I believe the scoring system was much different than it was. Yeah. There. They've changed it up several times. So I don't, I still don't think they've completely perfected it. Obviously they're changing it to three events next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like people don't take the FedEx cup as seriously, but I hope they figured out to the point where it's, it's a big deal in the years to come because I need more golf after after the last major championship that was Mm -hmm. so exciting tiger making a charge on sunday brooks having ice in his veins alligator blood he's not scared of anyone um it it just i haven't felt like that since 2008 2009 watching Mm -hmm. right and i mean this is something we alluded to before the pga championship but there's, there's always this fall off at the end of a PGA Tour season after the British Open, especially. I mean, the PGA Championship kind of gets lost in the scuffle towards the end of the year. Um, they come up with this FedEx Cup Championship, which, while it has a great prize for the winner, doesn't get enough publicity or buy-in um, from the players. You know, they want some time off with their families. They've made um, a fortune throughout the year, so those big players typically, you know, just take time off at the end of the year. So how do you incentivize them to come in? And I think the PGA tour has done a good job at creating um, a competitive atmosphere to get those big names there, but there's obviously room to refine it. And I think it it goes to um, those guys that don't have a set place to play um, in the coming years. So just ha- just for the audience, how the PGA Tour works is everyone who wins a PGA Tour event gets a two-year exemption on the PGA Tour. So that's obviously an easy way to stay on for a couple of years and know where your paychecks are coming from. But for those that don't win, they need to finish in the top 125 in the money, uh, in the earnings for the year to keep their card for the next year. And I see how the FedEx Cup is trying to play on that 125, um, 125 like cutoff, but I, I don't think they are letting in enough people to play, essentially play for their lives. I mean, you see guys coming out of the woodwork, like right now, John Peterson, who was a national champion at LSU in like 2011, let's call it. You know, he was fighting all year for certain FedEx Cup points and trying to stay on the tour. And there, like, I was very interested in hearing how he felt about how the PGA Tour works, you know, where he was going, how he was doing. Like, there was a lot of buzz around that. And, you know, I felt myself, myself rooting for the underdog. And I would like the FedEx Cup to allow for guys like that, those underdog guys that are trying to play for another year on the tour. I, I want to see what they're doing, kind of like a hard knocks sort of situation. Wow, that's that's a different way to look at it. I don't. I think most people don't even pay attention to that. Those guys in golf, but uh, yeah, John Peterson definitely was not. He's not happy with the PGA right now. He's kind of giving golf one last go, and uh, I'm I'm certainly pulling for the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's just so there's so many good golfers. Um, I guess globally now it's becoming more of a popular sport as it should be. You know, Tiger did, like you mentioned many podcasts ago, 
And I completely agree with you. No one has done more for their sport than Tiger Woods has done for golf. And I, as much as I like watching my favorite players like Ricky, like Justin Thomas, like, um, I, I'm not so much in love with Jordan Spieth right now, just based on his behavior and lack of <laughs> performing well, but Tiger back. Tantrums. Yeah. Uh, and Tiger, I love watching those guys like I, playing good golf, but I, I also love rooting for the underdog that, that scrappy, guy that's just trying to be number 125 and be on the tour next year and i i think they could play up those storylines a bit more and allow for guys like that to get to get so you, more you, eyeballs you like a true underdog story you like uh average joe's gem versus globo gem that, that's that's your cup of tea absolutely um, speaking of jordan spieth has anyone had a more disappointing year than that guy um he comes in 43rd in the FedEx Cup standings. So the guy that won the British Open last year and has, what, three of four majors isn't even ranked in the top 30 going heading into the playoffs. That's He's not even a lock to make it to Eastlake. Right. You're absolutely correct. And while he's still ranked in the top 10 in the world, I still believe he's a top 10 golfer in the world. Um, I don't think anyone really has an argument against, against it right now. But – he has been a complete disappointment. Um, you know, there was a lot of momentum behind him coming into the year. He played decently well. I mean, he, okay. He set the bar tremendously high for himself by winning three of the four majors at his age. Yeah. And when, when you win majors in decisive fashion, like he has, you really set the standard for yourself. And when you don't live up to that standard, then people are going to challenge you. So I mean, let's think back to 2015 when he won the FedEx Cup. He won. He was 21 years old, and he won $22 million that year. Just in winnings, not right. even endorsements. Because he won the FedEx Cup. He won the U.S. Open. He won the – no, did he? No. Didn't he win Masters U.S. Open back-to-back? Because that was the year DJ blew it, right? Maybe that was 2014. Regardless, he went – God, now I need to look it up. I'm questioning myself. Hmm. This is bad radio. Oh, it was the 2014 through 2015 season, so it was the wraparound season. Regardless, he wins $22 million that year. Um, which included that $10 million prize from the FedEx Cup. Previous year, he had won the Masters and the U.S. Open. Um, defending champ, like champion golfer of the year last year after we thought he was dead in the water and Kuchar was going to finally win his first major championship. God, just a letdown. And I haven't appreciated – his antics on the golf course on television. It's just kind of whiny. And extremely I, whiny. I, I understand golf is one of the more frustrating games in the world. You don't need to behave like that. No, I agree. He was, he was whining about how the course setup at Bell Reef was too easy and it took away his competitive advantage. Apparently he only likes to play uh, the tough courses that eat people alive. <sighs> to each his own. To each his own. Um, right. So uh, with that said, I got a little trivia for the PC. 
Okay. Um, so there are since the FedEx Cup began in 2007, there are 10 players who have qualified for each of the 12 FedEx Cup playoffs dating to back to 2007. How many do you think you can name first as the bold prediction? And then, and then I want to see you do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they've made every FedEx Cup. <laughs> they've made, yeah, there's 10 players who have made every FedEx Cup. They've qualified for everyone. I will give you the, there's three names of guys that have not, did not qualify this year for the first time since it began. Those three guys are Sergio Garcia, Luke Donald, and the worst FedEx Cup champion, Bill Haas. Okay. What's, what do you set the over-under at? Um, I mean, I'm looking at the list. There's a couple of golfers that I certainly wouldn't have thought of on here. So I'm going, I'm going to five. Over, under five. Over, okay. under five. And how many guesses do I get to achieve that five? Ten? So I'm going to uh, shoot 50%? Like, I, I mean, yep. you could sit on this podcast for yeah. 30 minutes and I could guess yeah, names, you, you but ten, that would be guesses. terrible are you, radio. Are you comfortable with five as the over, under? I, I am you comfortable only get with ten. that. Okay, I am comfortable ten. with that. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm ready whenever you're ready. So since 2007, they've qualified for every FedEx Cup. Yes. Phil Mickelson. That's one for one. Okay. Um, Henrik Stenson. Nope. Damn it. You're 50%. You're fine. Yep. Rory McIlroy. He is not on here. Dang it. He must not have been around long enough. Right. Uh, Matt Kuchar. Yes. Back to back to Two for three. Two for three. You're two for four. Oh, two for four. Sorry. He missed Stenson and Rory. So two for four. Adam Scott. Yes. Three for five. Um, Zach Johnson. Uh, yep. Four for six. Uh, Brant Snedeker. Yeah. Yep. So you already achieved it. Five for seven. How can you trying to blow us away? Uh, I'm kind of out of names now. Uh, I just need one more. I got three guesses to get one more. No, you already got five. Yeah, but I that's the over-under. Oh, correct. Yeah, like, I have to get more than five. Um, God, who's been around that long? Yeah, the, the, last, uh, the last names are tough. One of them's kind of obvious, but there's... Justin Rose. Yep. Woo! Six for eight. Six for eight. All right, who who were the other two? Uh, you or you other other you one. missed Bubba Watson, uh, Ryan Moore, ooh, Dark Horse, Charlie Hoffman, dang, and Charles Howell the third. Wow, Oklahoma State's finest. 
Yeah. He's a national champion. By the I way. never would have thought Charles Howell the third would have been no. one of those names. You could give me a hundred guesses and I never would have guessed him. <laughs> he was a real <laughs> bitch in uh, Tiger Woods 2003 PGA Tour. Oh, God. That's where yeah. my hatred for him really fostered. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Now that we've had uh, about five minutes of bad radio where there's long pauses, guessing, and giggles between the two co-hosts. We talked about our favorites for the FedEx Cup. Who's your flyer? So some, let's pick someone outside of the current top 30 that you think could win the FedEx Cup. Outside of the top 30 that could win it. Yep. Kevin Kisner. Yeah, that's a good pick. He's, he's been right there in the last couple majors. He just couldn't put it together on Saturday and Sunday. Shoots shoots real well on uh, Thursday, Friday, it seems like. But then I don't know if he has stage fright. I, mean, I, I don't know what it is, but I think he's going to put it together. Uh, I like him. He's a barstool guy. He chews on the course. Uh, mm-hmm. You got you got to respect a man like that. I do. I very much do respect him. Um, I'm going to go it, not so much of a dark horse, but a guy outside the top 30. So Henrik Stenson goes in at number 50. I mean, he's a uh, major champion. He's won the race to Dubai, um, which is the equivalent of the European tour in the past. He's been player of the year. I, I think he has what it takes to play well for four straight weeks um, leading into the Ryder cup and he could do some damage. I would have to agree with that. And, um, Kind of leading into the Ryder Cup with that. Um, so after the, I believe it's after the Dell Technologies. Yes. Uh, Captain Furyk's going to pick three, three captains picks for the Ryder Cup, and then um, after, right before the Tour Championship, he picks his last pick. Are you? Who do you foresee him taking? Is, is Bryson and his tro and his protractor going to make the team? So I, I'm just pulling up the current U.S. standings. And um, the current, as it stands today, the only eight that are qualified are Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, and Webb Simpson. With Bryson DeChambeau in that ninth spot, Phil at 10, Tiger at 11, and Xander Shoffley at 12. So do I think the tortured genius with his pro tractor is going to make the Ryder Cup team. Unfortunately, yes. I think he's going to be, he's either going to slip into the top eight based on his performance um, over the next two weeks um, in the FedEx Cup, so both at the Northern Trust and then at the Dell Technologies Championship, or Furyk's going to go with the flyer, bring him on board, let him get some tutelage from the older guys, calm him down, give him a Xanax for God's sakes. We've all seen that video of him on the uh, practice on the, on the range during the open. You would have thought that he had shot a hundred that day, but he actually had made the cut and was like in the top 30 and was still having a mental breakdown. So yes, I think he's going to make the team. Yeah. That was something, uh, (laughs) <laughs> something to see that's for sure so so you gotta you gotta think the way tiger's playing especially if he plays well over the next few weeks absolutely um, Furyk, he already made it clear he wants to be on the team as a player i think Furyk will take him um so you said uh bryson what do you think phil's an automatic pick i do not 
I really don't. I, think I don't he's think he's so an either. I think, I think he's got to play well as well. Mm-hmm. Also, he didn't yeah. do too well in the last couple majors. I, I think did he miss the cut at the PGA? Is that right? I think he did. He shot like three over. Mm-hmm. I I believe you're correct. I mean, we can fact check you, but um, so you know, Phil's done great in the Ryder Cup. In the past, you know, he really had a connection with Keegan Bradley. Um, was I think that was in 2016. Regardless, he plays well in the Ryder Cup other than when he plays with Tiger at Oakland Hills in 2004. That was, that was a, just a debacle. <laughs> a disaster. Um, so, as it sits today, my captain's picks would be DeChambeau, Tiger Woods, Xander Shoffley, and Tony Finau. Those would be my four picks. I would I have think, to agree with that, too. Um I think, and the reason I say Tony Finau, outside of his ability to play golf very well, hit the ball straight, make putts, um, break his ankle, or dislocate his ankle on a par three after getting a hole-in-one, he went over with a group of guys before the Open Championship to play Le Golf National in Paris um, with Captain Furyk. So I think there's already this understanding that if he's around the cut line, he's kind of being... I don't want to say groomed, but prepped to be ready to be on this team. Yeah, and then a couple other notable guys. You got Matt Kuchar on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just outside the top 12. Um, and then you got Kisner right there as well. So if my predictions hold true and Kisner comes comes out with the FedEx Cup <laughs> as the flyer, uh, he's got to make the team, right? Absolutely. I, I would bump uh, Schaffel. Or shuffle, however you mm-hmm. however you pronounce it. Yeah, I mean, either one, I would I would feel comfortable with. I think Kisner actually did play in the 2016 um, Ryder Cup, so he he's got some experience. I mean, you take experience over anything in this kind of format. And um, I was just very impressed with Xander Shoffley um, at the Open Championship. Obviously, he didn't go on to win, but there was a point during the day where he could have just absolutely blown up, and you know completely got himself off the leaderboard, but he, he stuck as close as he could to Francesco Molinari. And I, I was just impressed with his poise. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me. No, nothing really pops about him. Okay. Tomato, tomato. We, we, we want to see some electricity at the Ryder cup and I don't think Xander's got it. I think, I think say what you want about Bryson, but I think he's got the, the personality that can make for an exciting Ryder Cup. I, th- I think he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and that's what you want to see. I want, like, a, you know, we, we want to repeat the Patrick Reed-Rory match that we saw. I, I mm-hmm. think I think Bryson can, uh, can pump the fireworks. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point to keep in mind um, as Furyk and his boys are picking the team, is you want some, some someone that's really fiery out there that, that – understands that this is bigger than than just golf that there are a lot of people that put a lot of stock into how you play for your country and it's an honor and you should perform to the best of your ability and show how appreciative you are and i do think he would appreciate the moment yeah definitely pro even though he can't have his protractor yes very true and if he tries to side saddle putt i will take the first flight from DTW to um, God, what's the name of the Paris airport regardless to Paris 
and break that right over his caddy's head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, That's enough golf talk for tonight. And we don't really need to get into it with college football, but we do want to say that in the AP pool poll that came out yesterday, our beloved Wolverines were ranked 14th. Initial thoughts from you. Um, I mean, people are losing faith. Uh, I think they were, what were they, 12 a couple weeks ago in the coaches yep. poll? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, Notre Dame is bumped up to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know what? Who who cares about the preseason rankings? We just need to go in and take care of business. Um, if we take down the Irish in South Bend, this doesn't even matter anymore. It does hurt me a little bit to see Michigan State at 11. Like, do people really think Michigan State's going to do more damage than the Wolverines this year? I think a lot of people do, um, just based on – that awful game in the rain at the big house, um, you know, last oh, October, which was an absolute train wreck to watch. I mean, you just knew that if they hung around enough that Michigan state was going to have the ball with a chance to win. And that's exactly what happened. Um, also, it was, a, it was a pillow fight with no headshots pretty much. Oh yeah. It was only body shots. It's like women's <laughs> lacrosse. You couldn't hit anyone. Oh wow. Yeah. Sorry. We're going to lose some uh, listeners for that one but you really aren't allowed to hit anyone in women's lacrosse. That's true. That's, that's a rule. Um, anyways, there's a lot of hype behind their quarterback, uh, Brian Lewerke. I thought he had a good year last year. I believe he was a sophomore. So going into his junior year, getting some consideration for some postseason awards. I think he's a, I think he's a good talent. I mean, nothing against him. I just don't think, him and a team that two years ago was at the bottom of the Big Ten barrel is able to jump up to such heights. But then again, I mean, I'm biased, huge Wolverine fan. The same damn thing happened when um, Harbaugh came in a few years ago and after Brady Hoke, the Brady Hoke experiment expired, you know, he was able to bring the Wolverines back to um, some national – national um recognition so i will say this i will say this i'm a huge fan of mark d'antonio i think he does things the right way i think he's a very very good football coach and i i'm not surprised they're ranked this high based on him alone yeah i mean their schedule doesn't look too tough just from a glance i mean they have penn state on the road um that's their one tough road game. Um, I mean, they play on the road at Maryland, but don't, judging from what's going on in Maryland right now, I don't think that's going to be much of an issue. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're very focused on f- how their football team's going to do right now. Um, they have Michigan and Ohio State both in East Lansing. So, I mean, that's a huge advantage, um, especially, I mean, we should find out either tomorrow or Thursday what's going on with Urban Meyer. Um, that could turn the Big Ten upside down, but I, assuming he's just going to get a suspension or a slap on the wrist, given that Courtney Smith has been proven crazy. So, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. There's a lot up in the air to start the season, but I'll be super, super butthurt if Michigan does not beat Michigan State this year. I, As will I. I mean, what us as Michigan fans, like the biggest knock on Harbaugh, 
has been is the lack of wins against our two biggest rivals, which are uh, Michigan State and Ohio State. He's one in five through three years, and the one win came against uh, Michigan State during that that debacle of a year that they had, um, you know, two two seasons ago. Yep. So, anyways, let's one- see what happens in South Bend. I think um, I think fourteen is is a fair start to the season. I mean, Harbaugh just named Shea Patterson as the official starting quarterback going into that first game against the Irish. I'm excited to see what he has to offer. Highly touted recruit out of Toledo, transfer from Ole Miss, blah, 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 blah. We've heard the story a million times. I want to see the guy play. Yeah, I mean, me too. I can't believe you beat out Brandon Peters. It's, that's crazy, judging mm. from how Peter, <laughs> Peters played. Again, was it against what was the game that he really stunk it up? Was it, oh, was it Ohio State yeah. and then O'Corn came in? I believe you are correct. I mean, there were just a few games where he was just like in a glass case of emotion and couldn't throw a ball more than five yards on a line. So anyways, it's going to be an exciting, <laughs> let's not get too negative Nancy before the season's already started. I could, I could vent for days about the Wolverines the last two seasons. Um, but I did want to, I did want to ask for your predictions on a few key matchups um, that first weekend. Okay. All right. Yep. So first game, number six, Washington at number nine, Auburn. Um, you know, I don't know much about either of these teams, but I'm, I'm going to go with the home team going with Auburn. Okay. Number fourteen, Michigan at number twelve, Notre Dame. I mean, I got I got to go with Harbaugh and the boys. Um, I mean, I feel like they they come out strong typically the first game of the year. I mean, they had a big win against Florida last year before they went on to barely sneak by a couple really shitty teams. Um, I mean, their biggest open their biggest egg that they laid um, on the opening game of the year was when they went to Alabama and got absolutely they got the doors blown off. That was actually um, at AT&T Stadium oh, in Dallas. Well, essentially Alabama then. Correct. So, uh, I don't know. But I, I think they're going to come out strong against Notre Dame. I, I think Shea Patterson's going to be dropping dimes. Um, they got the healthy receivers back. Um, our defense is looking good. I, I think if, you know, the quarterback of Shea Patterson can eliminate the, the turnovers, like the the last couple of years with Michigan, there's been so many stupid turnovers. Like, uh, I mean, when we played Ohio State a couple of years ago, fumbled on what the we threw a pick six, two pick sixes, two pick sixes, and then we fumbled on Ohio State's two yard line. Mm-hmm. Um, just just stuff like that we have to avoid. We have to protect the football, and I think if they do that, they'll they'll have no problem with the Irish and South Bend. All right, um, second to last game, Miami, Florida, number eight. At number twenty-five, LSU with Coach O. Uh, I don't know if Miami is still considered the uh, convicts, but uh, <laughs> I, I think they're going to win that game. No, no problem. I believe that was the late '80s with Jimmy Johnson as their <laughs> as their coach. But <laughs> clearly, you've been watching thirty for thirty reruns. Yep, so, as you prepare you. for I've CRC's been watching the UN <laughs> That that was a great thirty for thirty. Anyone yep. out there? Uh, Daniel in Topeka, or um, what was who's our other listener? Donovan from Duluth, Minnesota. Donovan from Duluth. Both of you, please go watch the U. Um, I mean, final, 
What's your prediction on that game? I think Miami walks away with it. Um, you know, Coach O takes over for LSU after Les Miles gets the axe. Um, I think they've underachieved under his regime. Um, the U, the only knock on the U was towards the end of the season. I mean, they were hot. They had the turnover chain. And then in the bowl game, they just got absolutely whomped by uh, Wisconsin, who plays the least flashy football in all of America, besides yep. maybe Iowa. They and play mich- missionary football. Li- literally, quite literally. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just my, – my money's on Miami, Florida. Away. We, we need to uh... – Next week on our podcast, we'll we'll bring out the lines for these big games, and we'll we'll take our betting picks. All right, all right, and then we'll have like each week an award, or someone will have to perform some sort of punishment for not being correct. How about that? We'll have like you have to eat a betta fish or something. I don't know, something Ooh. crazy. Not really like they're that. delicious. I, that that just popped into my head. Anyways, final game. Virginia Tech, number 20, at number 19, Florida State. Uh, kind of a toss-up. Um, I don't know. I guess I haven't taken – they're not too much of an underdog. They're only ranked one behind in the AP poll. But, I mean, I feel like there's got to be some sort of upset, in quotes. So I'm taking Virginia Tech on the road. All right. I like Virginia Tech as well. Um, if you think back to last year, uh, opening weekend, Alabama was ranked number one. Florida State, Florida State was ranked number three, and Alabama just walked all over them. Uh, I believe Florida State's quarterback, DeAndre Francois, gets hurt out for the season. Florida State falls off the face of the earth. Jimbo Fisher leaves for Texas A&M. They got Willie Taggart in as the coach now. So a lot of hype leading in this first game, but I think, I think it's too much. I think the Hokies are too much for them to handle. I sounded like I knew what I was talking about, but I really have no idea. Yeah. You, you, you made it up. It's fine. Thank you. We'll be more, we'll do more research and be more college football guys. uh, Yeah. As the season goes on, especially after we get golf off the brain. Absolutely. But I, I wanted to run through that, just get our initial thoughts. We'll get some real lines out there. As we get closer to um, kickoff, uh, who, know, who knows where we'll go from this. I know Hard Knocks has been pretty interesting. Maybe we'll bring that on in a future episode, kind of give a NFL preview for the year. Um, the world is our oyster. I need, you to also, I need you to also come with, obviously, we'll come with the spreads and the over-unders for those four games that you mentioned. But I, I'm also going to need to hear your lock of the week. Oh, mortal lock of the week. Yeah. We'll get like a locking sound. Uh, if you didn't know it, if like, like if, Akon, uh, when he did, yeah, when he gets locked up. Yep. Yeah. I love convict. that. that, convict. that man, I'm really going to have to work on my editing game. Yeah, hey, at least we're on Apple podcast now. So subscribe, resubscribe, give us five stars, leave us comments. Um, I don't, I don't know what else we're supposed to say. Oh, follow us on Instagram at let's do it live. Um, all one word, no spaces, no underscores, anything of that nature. Just love us. That's all. That's all I can ask for. Just love yeah, us we, a bit more. 
we promise we'll be more punctual with the podcast. Uh, like I said, I think uh, PC went into hibernation, but you know he just had his first anniversary over the weekend, so uh, mm-hmm. he put in his time, got his brownie points with the wife. Now, now he's ready to just shred on the podcast. So I'm I'm excited. To see, Absolutely, to see what he's got to offer. Locked up another semester of the MBA program. Um, they sent me the tuition bill for next semester. So I figured that's a good sign. Like I haven't been kicked out yet. Well, they, want, they want you back. That's big. Well, at least they want my money, which wow. is funded, but funded by the U S government. So thanks a lot. Um, that concludes our episode today. Thanks pizza Baron for taking time out of your busy schedule to shoot the shit with me. No problem. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. Next, next podcast, I could have a son. So that's going to be big. Gonna be we'll, get we'll get them on. We'll get them on. We're going to gain another listener. <laughs> a zero-year-old from Columbus, Ohio, but it's going to be a hell of a time. All right. And that's just two dudes being dudes unrehearsed. And that is our fifth unrehearsed podcast in a row. Love you guys. Take care, guys.